Hey, Real Pink listeners, this is just a quick note to let you know all episode transcripts are available at realpink.komen.org under each episode's post. Our guest this week will be sharing a lot of great info and resources, and we don't want you to have to worry about rewinding or writing it down. Again, that's realpink.komen.org. Susan G. Komen is proud to launch the MBC Fund, specifically designed to spur scientific discoveries and support those women and men living with metastatic breast cancer, building on Komen's $210 million investment in breast cancer research. For more information on the MBC Fund and how to support it, visit www.komen.org MBC. This week on Susan G. Komen's Real Pink Podcast, we are hosting daily conversations about metastatic breast cancer. Just in the U.S., metastatic breast cancer is expected to kill more than 42,000 people this year alone. That's like a sold-out Major League Baseball stadium disappearing every year. That's unacceptable. That's why every day this week, during National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we're speaking with people living with metastatic breast cancer sharing their stories, their experiences, and their words of advice. Most people diagnosed with breast cancer will never have a breast cancer recurrence, which is the return of breast cancer. However, everyone who has had breast cancer is at risk of recurrence. If you are diagnosed with a recurrence, it's not your fault. You did nothing to cause the recurrence. And sometimes when breast cancer returns, it has spread to other parts of the body. It's time we talked about breast cancer that hides in the shadows, metastatic breast cancer. Metastatic breast cancer is the last stage of breast cancer when it has spread to other parts of the body. Joining us today to discuss metastatic breast cancer and her own personal journey is Pam Cole. Pam, welcome to the show. Morning. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Well, I'm really looking forward to talking with you and to, and to just kind of start that off to get to know you a little better. Can you just share a little bit of your story with us? Sure. So in 2009, I was diagnosed with stage one breast cancer in a mammogram in October. What is a woman supposed to do in October? Breast Cancer Awareness Month. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No family history and no reason to believe that I had breast cancer and I had my annual mammogram and my breast cancer was found then. Mm -hmm. I had stage one. I had estrogen positive. As the uh, surgeon said, it's the best card to have if you get dealt the breast cancer because there are so many options for treatment. The estrogen positive has more treatments available than any of the others. Okay. It was less than a centimeter um, and I had a lumpectomy and radiation. Mm-hmm. And in the biopsy and all of the analysis, it was no lymph node involvement. And it was, quote, oncotyped, which they study the tumor to see what the potential risk for recurrence was. Mm-hmm. My number was a six, which is extremely low. So stage one, less than a centimeter, no lymph node involvement, ER positive. I was the poster child for early detection. Okay. I should have my lumpectomy, my radiation, and five years of endocrine therapy, and I should be cured. Okay. And so I did all that, and um, I did my five years of endocrine therapy, which if you're estrogen positive is very important to do. Although now, based on 
funding, um, Komen funded research and other funding, uh, we now know that for many women, staying on the endocrine therapy is going to be important for 10 years, not just five years. Right. At the end of five years, I went to my oncologist and they said, yay, you're cured and you can go off your endocrine therapy. Right. Okay. I knew a little bit. And so I said, you know, I've been hearing rumors that maybe I should stay on 10 years. And mm -hmm. at that point, the studies had not been published. And no, with an oncotype of six, blah, blah, you're good to go. You're cured. And lots of women hear that at the end of their treatment and at the end of their endocrine therapy. And we go and we celebrate, but, you know, we never fully feel comfortable. Yeah, right. And in 2016, in October, I went and got my annual mammogram again, and there was something suspicious. And they said, you know, we're going to send you back, come back, and once you've had breast cancer and you're at the um, mammogram center and they keep calling you back for a second picture and a third picture and a fourth picture, your heart starts to pound. Yeah, right, right. So then they said, well, we're going to do an ultrasound right now, which was also kind of a scary thing. And then they did the ultrasound and they still felt like it was probably scar tissue. It was in the same breast. Right. And um, they decided they needed to go ahead and do a biopsy, which they scheduled. And they still felt like even during the biopsy, they kept saying, we don't think this is anything. But the biopsy came back with a recurrence of breast cancer. Mm. and it was estrogen positive in the same breast, almost in the exact same location. Wow. So, yeah, very scary and disappointing. Right, yeah. So because that breast had already been radiated, it was not really a candidate for another lumpectomy, and um, because with a lumpectomy, you need to do radiation. So we opted for um, a mastectomy, did the mastectomy with full expectation that the tissue would be sent again to be oncotyped to make sure certain that it was quote, just a recurrence. Right, right, right. And it took a long time because it was Christmas. Anyway, for some reason the tissue was, well, I now know why the tissue, it wasn't one solid tumor. It was a lot of little tumors and it could not get oncotyped. So we really didn't know for sure that it was a recurrence. Sure. My oncologist at that point suggested that I go back on endocrine therapy starting the next day. Right, right. As far as he was concerned, it was just a recurrence. You know, I work at Komen, and so the good news is I know a lot, and the bad news is I know, I a, know lot. a lot. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Just wasn't quite sitting with me that we were going to go on this treatment on our best guess that this was just a recurrence. And I kept asking for a PET scan and they kept saying, you don't need a PET scan and because it's just a recurrence. And I kept advocating. And at one point, my, the radiation oncologist said, you know, I can't, I don't think we need to do radiation, but I'm not sure. So I think I want to take your case to the tumor board at the hospital. Mm. And at that point, I said, if we're going to the tumor board, then I need a PET scan. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then she tried to talk me out of it. I kept saying, look, I don't think there's anything wrong, but I want a baseline if I'm back here in five years. So she yeah. fought for me to get it covered, had the PET scan, 
had two suspicious areas in lymph nodes near my lung. Mm. I tell the story that I had the biopsy in the afternoon. I was in the hospital. My husband and I were waiting in the outpatient recovery at 6.30 at night, and I see my oncologist walking in one door and my radiation oncologist walking in the other door. And I looked at my husband Mm. and said, this is not going to be a good meeting. No. Diagnosed with stage four metastatic breast cancer. Mm. Wow. That's tough. Yeah. That was 28 months ago. Wow. So yay. Yeah. Not the expectation that they gave me during that um, when they explained the prognosis and what stage four metastatic breast cancer typically means. And and give me that overview. Like define, let's define metastatic breast cancer if you would, for those, you know, listeners that may not be familiar. So metastatic breast cancer is when your breast cancer spreads to other parts of your body, not in the breast quadrant where you had the initial diagnosis. So that means your liver, your kidney, your bones, your lungs, or your brain. And let me you know, also just explain that breast cancer is not one thing. Breast cancer is a variety of cancers. So you can be estrogen positive, you can be estrogen positive, HER2 positive, you can be triple negative. These are all things we've learned in the last 10 years through, you know, important funded research. So now every woman gets treated based on her typical type of breast cancer. So when you get a stage four diagnosis, um, depending on the type of your cancer, is where your metastasis is likely to be. Okay. With estrogen positive, it does not typically go to the brain. It would typically go to lymph nodes or your bone or other areas. Other breast cancers go typically would go to the brain, et cetera. Right. Okay. You know, right now there's no cure for stage four. Right. There are more drugs available now than there were three years ago, five years ago. And if you're estrogen positive, again, there are more drugs available to you. Right. What I was told when I was diagnosed is that the average survival is two to three years. Okay. And they put me on a brand new drug. And, you know, the goal when you're metastatic is to stay on your first line of treatment as long as you can. Then you will fail on that drug and then you need your next drug or your next treatment and your next treatment. And for those of us living with stage four, it's all about hoping to stay ahead of the curve so that when we get to that last line, that there's another one there for us. Yeah. And and I know with recurrence of breast cancer, sometimes there aren't really very noticeable symptoms you know, are there sort of signs and symptoms that are common to look for for metastatic breast cancer? So for metastatic breast cancer, there are some, but I had no signs or symptoms. And many women that I know didn't have symptoms, but many did. So, you know, what, what I would say to any woman who has ever had breast cancer, if you feel something, say something. Yeah, that's right. Be your own best advocate and don't allow your symptom to be dismissed. So any kind of bone pain, any kind of nausea that's chronic. And what what we say is if you feel something that you haven't felt before that lasts two weeks, call your Mm. doctor. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because I've heard so many stories of women who complained about pain in their 
femur or, you know, shortness of breath and missed and dismissed. And then they have a broken thigh because of the cancer in the bone. Mm, Yeah. You know, I was adamant about wanting that PET scan and that PET scan found my metastatic disease with only two, what we call METs. Right. And I only had two. And, you know, the research is not out there to prove that if you catch metastatic breast cancer early, it's going to make a big difference. But, but it can't hurt, right? Got to be better to be diagnosed with two METs than 25. Yeah, right. Yeah, it can't hurt for sure. Yeah. Anything that feels unusual, don't think that you're a hypochondriac. Don't yeah. think that you're being dramatic. Advocate for those additional tests. It's really, really important. And, and I love what you said. And it's so simple and it's so clear. If you feel something, say something. If something feels off for a period of time that is unusual, it's time to go and talk to your doctor, right? Absolutely. I know it's hard because the thing is, we so want to be dismissed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So much. I mean, when I had some pain in my back, it wasn't related to cancer at that time. And when the doctor said, oh, that's not your cancer. Well, he hadn't even done an exam. <laughs> well, and, and you make a good point where you've got to be careful that you don't accept the answer just because it's the answer that you want if your body is saying something else. And so you've got to be able to sort of weigh that out within yourself to really be your own advocate to push for the treatment and the care that you need. The other thing is for those of us who are diagnosed early stage, pay attention not only to your body, but pay attention you still have to be vigilant, get mammograms. You still have to go read the research because when I finished my therapy, the standard of care was five years when I finished my endocrine therapy. Right. Standard of care now for many, many women is 10 years. Every single woman who has had breast cancer is at risk of recurrence and is at risk for metastatic breast cancer. Some of us have more risk, some of us have less risk, but we now know that every single woman who has had breast cancer is at risk at some time in her life, whether it's seven years out like me or 10 years out or 15 years out. And you must be vigilant, pay attention to the research, stay on those websites that you were so active on when you were first diagnosed because you need to understand what's going on and the amazing research and what we're learning and the new treatments. That's right. That's right. And you know, a little, a little self-promotion here. A great way to do that is all of the common resources that are available, the website, this podcast, there's so many resources that are available to you listeners to stay up to date with what's currently happening. Uh, I highly recommend you look into those. Right. Pam, this has been a really fantastic interview. I really admire your courage to stand up for yourself, your courage to know who you are and to know your own body and to know what's right for you. Um, It's really very inspiring. I really appreciate the journey that you've been on and thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this special metastatic breast cancer series during National Breast Cancer Awareness Month on Real Pink. For more information about Komen's impact and initiatives related to metastatic breast cancer, visit komen.org forward slash MBC. It's time to end this disease.